the Gospel of John is popular, it seems, today, and uh, you will see it a little bit later. Um, the Bible says, expectations of the righteous will not be cut off. What are you hoping for? What are your expectations today? Are you hoping for something at present, and it could be a health issue, a financial one? Or are you perhaps have been hoping for children to come along and it, they have not materialized? Or are you hoping for a relationship to work out? Perhaps you have been hoping for a very long time and seemingly without an end in sight. Or do you feel spiritually disconnected or in a limbo and feel God is nowhere to be seen or heard? Or do you feel, uh, or have you lost hope altogether? I have in the past, and in some areas I'm still hoping. I will tell you about a story where I had lost hope a little bit later. But this is the story uh, of a, a brother and two sisters whose hopes were dashed, but then something remarkable happened in their lives. And we will see it a bit later on as well. So here it is. I'm going to read a few verses from the Gospel of John. Uh, I'll be fast-forwarding because uh, there's no way I could read the whole chapter. It is quite a long one. Um, so this is the background to the story. So here, is, uh, here are two sisters and a brother whose name is Lazarus. They lived in a town called Bethany. And it so happened that uh, one day the brother Lazarus fell gravely ill. And obviously the sisters, being very concerned uh, and worried, sent a message to Jesus asking him to come. And him being a very good friend of the family, also of Lazarus, and they also knew that uh, he, he heals. Uh, but Jesus sort of dismissed them and said, oh, this sickness is not unto death. It is for the glory of God. And he left it at that. So you can imagine at this point their disappointment when Jesus just dismissed them as it were. The thing is Jesus knows the end from the beginning. Sometimes those whom you love disappoint you or they are not there for you when you need them most. Or perhaps you are in a situation now asking God, where are you? Why haven't you? Let's read verse 21 from the Gospel of John, chapter 11. Now Martha said to Jesus, Lord, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. So they were hoping that Jesus would come by when they sent out the, uh, the, the word for him. And uh, here Martha is saying to Jesus as he came by later on, couple of days after, she tells him, Lord, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. You can see her disappointment. You can see that, that their hopes have been dashed. The brother is dead now. And do you not think sometimes, why, how, and have I done this, that, or the other? Martha felt Jesus somewhat abandoned them at the time they needed him most. They knew he had miraculously healed others without delay before. Let's fast forward to verse 32. 
The other sister, Mary, when Jesus had come by, she also said, Lord, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. Effectively asking, why didn't you come when we sent for you? Where have you been? Look what has happened to our brother. He is dead because of you, she seems to imply. And you are supposed to be a good friend. You are a family friend. You are very good friends with Lazarus, our brother as well. How come you, you did not show up? Let's fast forward to verse 39. And I'm going to read only the second part of this verse for now. Sister Martha is saying to Jesus, Lord, by this time, there's a stench, for he has been dead for four days. Have you got a situation where it is stinky? It is so bad, it is decomposing. It is beyond redemption, perhaps. Well, here is my story. I was once upon a time a business banker. After some years in the bank, um, I felt I needed to be on the other side of the desk, as it were, a businessman rather than a business banker. So I left the bank, um, got into some partnerships with some of them were my former colleagues, actually, and some clients. And we formed a company. Um, we started looking for channels. It was across borders, as it were. Um, and then as time went by, contracts came. But none of them actually drew down. We would draw contracts, they would be signed, but they would not materialize. This happened for over a period of two years. I had left the bank, I had no income. I was solely depending on, on this business. And uh, this went on for two years. Many things happened, but what I want to tell you about uh, me not getting an income for nearly two years was that over a period of 23 months, my, my, my mortgage was in areas over 23 months. I was taken to the courts by the bank six, six times, out of which three were eviction orders. Disappointments and hopes dashed almost on a weekly basis during that period of time. But it was not the end of my story. Nor was it that of Mary and Martha, although their brother had died. Perhaps you are spiritually not well or even dead today. You feel that. Physically even dying or feels you have reached the end of your tether. Lost all hope in whatever the situation you have been hoping or expecting for. Well, you are looking at a living, sure testimony of God. And that's me. I said many other things also happened to me, including a failed marriage, a heart attack which resulted in a bypass surgery about 27 years ago, uh, one of my houses burned down to the ground, but here I am happily married, I have two lovely daughters, one of whom is here, I have a house, I am hale and hearty. And uh, yes, I could do with a little bit more finances in my pocket though. <laughs> well, how about you? Are you a friend of Jesus? Like Lazarus was, or Mary and Martha. Do you believe in the lordship of Jesus in everything? Bible says, those who know their God shall be strong 
and do great exploits. Well, the question is then, how well do you know your God? Do you want to do great exploits? Then surrender your hopes, expectations, and aspirations to him. And how do you do that? Well, read, meditate, develop a hunger for God's word, for it never, ever fails. I am a living testimony of that. Lay yourself naked before him. Lay it all bare. He will dress you up in his armor. I can assure you that. Partner with somebody to pray regularly, perhaps with a leader in the church or your small group leader. Fast if you can and pray. Commune with him as a friend with a friend. God loves intimacy. He will allow you to know deep things of his kingdom when you do that. Martha engaged Jesus this way. And that is when Jesus said, I am. If you can go back to verse 25 and 26. Jesus said to Martha, I am the resurrection and the life. He who believes in me, though he may die, he shall live. And whosoever lives and believes in me shall never die. Do you believe this? So do you believe? Do you believe? He grants this spiritual dynamic to those who believe. So you better get going believing. Well, I did. I had to. To do all of the above. As I mentioned. Your situation may be already dead. But God has the power to resurrect. I, like Mary and Martha, needed a bigger picture of Jesus. And he gave it to them as we just read in verse 25 and 26, I am. In concluding, we all have hopes and dreams, expectations of ourselves, others, the nation perhaps, or people on our blessed list. It is uh, easy to lose hope when we don't see what we like to happen and expect when our expectations are not met. I had lost hope when I did not get a single penny out of the contracts that were actually signed. And so did Mary and Martha. Lost hope when the brother died. I mean, brother is dead. So what is there to hope for? What more to expect? He's dead and he's entombed and decomposing. But then let's read verse 38 and 39. Then Jesus, again groaning in himself, came to the tomb. It was a cave. And a stone lay against it. Jesus said, take away the stone. Martha, the sister of him who was dead, said to him, Lord, by this time there is a stench. For he has been dead four days. Verse 41. Then they took away the stone from the place where the dead man was lying. And Jesus lifted up his eyes and said, Father, I thank you that you have heard me. Verse 43 and 44. Now when he had said these things, he cried with a loud voice, Lazarus, come forth. And he, who had been, and he who had died came out bound hand and foot with grave clothes and his zombie horror with a cloth. Jesus said to them, loose him and let him go. If you like zombie horror movies, well, you got it here. Uh, Jesus resurrects his friend after four days of being entombed and decomposing. This is the power of God. Life and death 
are in his hands. He is Alpha and Omega. Jesus himself had hopes. He hoped that the cup of God's wrath would pass him by in the garden. But he surrendered it to the Father's will. When he did that, a peace came over him. And I know when you surrender your situation, your hopes that are not met or expectations that are not met, a peace that surpasses all understanding will come over you. So surrender your situation. Be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer, supplication and thanksgiving, give it unto God. Love him and live in his presence daily. It is not over until God says it's over. Amen.